Hi, this is Bishop Tim Daly, and welcome to our podcast entitled Leadership Stuff. This podcast is dedicated to the pastors, ministers, and leaders of Life Connection Church and Life Connection Ministry International Network. Our goal in this podcast is to bring encouragement, insight, and spiritual support to those who are serving on the front lines of ministry. This podcast is also one more tool to help all of us stay better connected. With over 40 congregations in various countries, it is difficult for us to get together face-to-face to support and encourage each other. It is our prayer that this podcast will be a blessing and a means for each of you to feel better connected to the family. I'm excited today to have a very special person with me. I'm going to interview one of my sons. As most of you know, I have six sons and 17 grandchildren. All of our sons are married, and each one of them love the Lord, and they are serving Him with their unique gifts and talents. Four of my sons are pastoring, and the other two are leading worship, ministering to youth, leading small groups, etc. I am so blessed by these guys and can't express enough how much I love them and how proud I am of each one of them. They are all very different, and I have learned so much from each one of them. Well, that's enough from me. So let's get going today as I introduce to you Pastor Ben Daly. This is my oldest son. He's the pastor of a great church in Dallas, Texas. It's a multi-congregational church, and he'll explain what that means in just a minute. He is married, has two children, and I'm just going to let him tell you about his family. So Ben, introduce your family and tell us how all of you are involved in ministry. Well, Dad, I just want to say what an incredible privilege it is to be a part of your brand new podcast. This is exciting. And you're one of my favorites. This is my dad, and I am thrilled to talk about life, to talk about our family, to talk about what God's doing in and through this family. So I'm just absolutely blessed to be a part of your new podcast, and I'm excited about listening to it every chance I get. But uh, my family, well, I met my wife, Kim, at, uh, at 15 years old. Uh, we were high school sweethearts. Um, I married Kim at 19 years old, and it's hard to believe that uh, just a couple of months ago, we celebrated 25 years of marriage. And that doesn't you know, just mean that we're getting older. That means you're getting older, 25 years of marriage. Uh, I have a 21-year-old daughter. Her name is Kyla. Uh, She's finishing her last year of college, and it's hard to believe that she is engaged to be married this year. She's marrying a wonderful young man in our church, and we're excited about that, looking forward to it. I also have a 16-year-old son. His name is Cade. Um, He got his license this year. He started driving, got his first car, and um, I'm just proud of my kids. Both of them work with me. At Calvary Church. Kate is our uh, creative director at Calvary Church. Uh, my wife Kim and I um, have authored two books, Collide, When Your Desires Meet God's Heart, and Limitless, The Life You Were Meant to Live. That's our most recent book. And uh, we've served as church planters and, 
and ministry consultants and currently serving as lead pastors of Calvary Church, as you said, a multi-congregational church with locations now not only in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, but also outside of Texas, our first campus now in North Carolina. Wow, that's exciting what's happening at Calvary. But what I want you to explain to our listeners is how Calvary is organized, a little bit about that, and also how your multi-congregational model works, because I know that there's a lot of talk about multi-site and and so on, but multi-congregational is what we call ourselves at LCC, LCMI churches, we're multi-congregational. But what does that mean to you, as well as how are you organized as a church? I mean, I know you've got thousands of attendees in all these different locations together. I don't know, upwards to 10,000 people, I'm sure. So explain a little bit what uh, Calvary looks like and how it operates. Well, Calvary Church has a very simple mission. You know, we exist to declare and to demonstrate the gospel. Declaration is our message. Demonstration is our ministry. The gospel, the good news of God's grace, we declare and demonstrate this message to everyone, every day, everywhere. Now, that's our mission. We say that's what we do. But why do we do it? It's important to always ask why. Why is more important than what? Because why really reveals our motive. So our values are really the why behind the what, our mission, what we do, our values, why we do it. And our values are really the non-negotiables for our staff, for our dream teamers across all of our, our congregations. Um, we have 10 values at Calvary. Um, grace, vision, the local church, diversity is a big one to us. Um, that's really big at Calvary. We, um, we don't believe in, uh, you know, being color blind. We believe we're color blessed and, uh, we believe in diversity. Diversity is not a reality we tolerate. It is a gift we celebrate. So diversity, generosity, uh, belonging, fun, uh, excellence, creative, but yeah, multi-congregational, that's a big one for us. We live for the bigger picture, and that means we want to take action in every community of faith, both locally and globally, and I've really been impressed, Dad, with your, um, with your vision to do the same. Um, you're not overseeing just a local church but global congregations and so we believe the message of the gospel is too good to keep in one location and um, so we place top priority on taking this message to as many communities as possible through what we call uh, multi-congregational or multiple congregations and so as you always say, I mean, making disciples is a top priority. And so uh, we're not a multi-site model with video venues, but rather one church with multiple congregations. So I would say it like this. Preaching is delivered live at uh, each campus by campus pastors, each covering the same content churchwide. 
And uh, we have one board that provides high-level oversight to every congregation. And then each congregation has elders serving alongside the, the campus pastors who, who support in making um, the local decisions. That's a big challenge, but a big blessing and a lot of freedom to these congregations. One of the things I've really appreciated is how you have raised up your leaders over the year. I've watched that happen as you have uh, got some great, you have a great team, great team of people. I know them and personally been blessed by them. But a question I have for you, because this is important to us, is how do you personally, because of the diversity that you have and campuses and locate all the different locations or con- I mean congregations, different locations, how do you personally mentor or disciple your leadership? Because you are also now being used of the Lord in a lot of speaking around different uh, parts of the U.S., different places, God's opening doors. And so you're on the road a lot. So how can you uh, personally, or how do you personally mentor or disciple your leadership? Well, I think about um, what Jesus said, you know, toward the end of his ministry, when he looked at his, his disciples, he said, no longer do I call you servants, but now I call you friends. And um, I really think discipleship is about building relationship. And if anybody has taught me that, dad, it's you. Um, you're one of the most relational leaders. I think the top relational leader that I know. And I think that I've learned a whole lot of that just from watching your life. You know, you think about the different levels um, that Jesus had around him. You know, there was the 120, there was the 72, there was the 12. And in the 12, there was even the three. And in the three, there was only one that on the cross, he said, take care of my mother. Um, I think with the one, with the three, with the 12, I think we can do life on a regular basis. But once you get past that, um, you're going to have to be very strategic in creating time and creating space really to pour your heart into those leaders. And, um, so some of the very practical things that I do, um, I spend, um, a whole lot of time with those very close to me, those that are going to carry my heart down line to other leaders. I think that's why um, Paul was so clear in telling his leaders, you better take what I've given you and entrust it to, um, to faithful men and, and women, those who can lead. But, but those that you're giving your heart to, to take it down line, they better be able to take it down line. So I think it has to be very relational, doing life together, walking life out together. So we spend a whole lot of time together, but practically down line, I also want to spend time with my elders strategically. I've, I've made that a monthly thing. Um, we get together and spend a few hours together. I do team nights, um, and team nights are really special because I'll bring what we call dream teamers, um, some people call them volunteers, but we bring them together from all of our congregations at one time, and I'll just pour heart into them. Um, I do pastors and leader one-day events where I'll just spend a whole day with them. Um, I'll even do it 
not only just for leaders, but for families, leadership families, just to pour into their marriages, because I really believe that mega ministries require mega marriages and mega families. I don't think, I don't think we'll lead past our, our own families. And I think, again, you have lived that, um, I've, I've created, um, I've created opportunities weekly. I have what's called gospel circles where I'll just pour into our leaders, just heart and a message. And, and, um, but those are just some practical things. We use a lot of technology. I'll do, um, videos that I'll get out to our leaders just to give a thought or to give some direction. Um, uh, I do weekly texts to our leaders, um, and stay connected with them that way. Uh, we stay connected with social media. It's a great tool that we use. So there's many, many ways that, that I try to continue to pour heart. But I'll tell you, we've got to do everything we, we can to stay very clear with our leaders. Clarity, I really believe, uh, is the key to breakthrough in leadership. And, um, and I say that all the time. Clarity um, brings breakthrough. Because I think in relationships and in leadership we overcomplicate a whole lot of things so at least at calvary i don't know about every church but we are constantly looking for ways to keep things simple and we've got to come back to what is simple and i'm and 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 i believe relationships are just that so by 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 keeping our relationships free from clutter and our systems free from clutter and lines of communication easy i think con con confusion uh, dissipates breakthrough is possible for leaders as long as leaders know our heart and where we're going and we 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 keep that clear i think there's great breakthrough that 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 happens so those are just some practical things that that i try to do just spend time build relationship with our leaders and then encourage them to do the same because you know it makes me think of uh time i spent with my kids especially when they were small growing up you know near a beach and um and we'd take our kids down there and, and let them dig holes and fill those holes with, with water. But, you know, it's funny because in about two minutes, that water would sink into the sand. But they'd run back down, get a bucket of water from the beach, bring it back up, fill it, and make their own little lake. And then it would drain out. They'd run back down. You know, I think about leadership like that. You know, as leaders, it's our job to keep the flow of vision being poured out and we've got to keep pouring in and keep pouring in you know sometimes at the end of the day you walk down a beach and you see a whole lot of just empty holes it's it's really where people gave up they gave up pouring water and uh you know i don't want that in the local church i don't want to just be a bunch of looking like a graveyard just a bunch of holes with no water and there are a lot of churches like that leaders have given up leaders have given up pouring out heart and pouring out vision, but we've got to be the leaders that are going back to the water, filling up because it leaks, vision leaks. But our leaders have to be the ones clearly bringing that water, keeping it full, keeping the flow. And so that's a big deal to me. So clarity, communication, keeping the vision moving, keeping it moving forward, keeping that flow. I want, I want buckets. I want, I want bucket leaders bringing buckets of my heart and passion and vision but the only way that's going to happen is if we're in relationship and they're catching our heart and we're we're pouring it out so that's a big deal to me
Now, because you have a very aggressive church planting vision, uh, reaching out to the cities and towns of the U.S. and beyond, um, and you're aggressively doing that now, actually. You love your communities, and uh, you're passionate about extending the kingdom of God. Uh, what, what are you looking for when you're raising up new leaders? Because if you are going to plant churches, you have to have leadership uh, to put in those churches. And so what are you looking for as you are looking to plant the next church and build the next leaders? What are you looking for in a leader? Well, that's a great question. And there's a lot of different directions that I could go here. But, you know, I'm going to make it real simple. I, I think one of the keys to success for young leaders, especially those that I'm looking at, is, well, is it the way they look? Is it the way they dress? Is it, you know, is it, is it what they drove up in? Is it, you know, what, what are you looking for? Let me tell you, I, I really think that success for a young leader is listening to them and are they willing to say yes? Yes to diverse opportunities. Yes to diverse roles. Yes to diverse tasks. You know, I really think young leaders need broad experience in in order to develop some things because uh, I'm looking for leaders that want to have their strengths developed, their judgments developed, um, their character developed, their loyalty developed, um, the identity that they have for their calling developed. You know, back on that loyalty thing, I love everybody, but I don't trust everybody. And, uh, you know, loyalty and love, that's different, you know. You can love everybody, but it doesn't mean everybody's loyal. The only way you, you develop trust and loyalty, these kinds of things, is time. And over time, I watch how young leaders say yes. And uh, you, you cannot rush leadership um, development because it requires growth in those areas. Knowledge. You know, a whole lot of leaders graduate and they know some things, but do you have not, do you know what to do with what you know? And, uh, um, you know, what about skill? I think it requires skill, you know, just watching over time. How do they handle their skills? Um, character. What about character? You know, one of the things that I'm so grateful for, uh, dad, when I was in, um, high school, I was a teenager and you sat down with me and taught me how to manage my money. And did you know, um, that, uh, one of the reasons why I was promoted and promoted and promoted as a young man, as an intern and as an associate, actually in the church where I'm pastoring right now, uh, one time the man that I was serving told me one of the reasons why I gave you so much promotion is because I just watched how you handled your money. You were the only staff member who never came to me and said I was in financial crisis because you knew how to manage your money. And if you know how to manage your money well, then I think you would know how to manage money in a local church. Well, you never get to learn that stuff unless there's time, process. 
you know, back in the olden days, now you just take a picture and look at it. But in the old days, there was something called a dark room. And in a dark room, there was a process of pictures being developed. Okay. One of the reasons why I think leaders are so underdeveloped, there's no color in them. There's no vivid color and brightness. They're underdeveloped. They will not embrace a process. They won't say yes to many, many different things. They feel like, well, I'm here to do one thing. That's what I'm going to do. You know what I tell our leaders? I tell them, listen, here, you're not married to a position. You're married to a vision, which means no matter where you are when it comes to a position, as long as you've got the vision, it doesn't matter where you are. So young leaders have to learn to say yes to many, many different things. And, and we could talk about a lot of areas of, 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 of growth and development, but, but leader development, I think, is a long process. I think it's a lifelong process, and there are no shortcuts. Listen, young leaders, there are no intensives um, or fast tracks. Some of us looking for fast tracks and and that's not how God works. I think all too often young leaders, they want to get through, just get me through the process and let me get on to the next thing. Well, I, I'm telling you, I think the beauty of this, of this whole deal is the journey. I don't even think it's the, so much the destination as it, as it is taking the journey, saying yes, walking it out. You know, that's what God wants. I think he just wants the yes. Uh, yes. I, Whatever you say, yes. And I think leaders that will embrace this, I think for those leaders, there are so many opportunities, so many open doors. I've got so many young leaders that are in roles right now. And you know who they were? Did you get them out of big Bible schools? Did you get them out of seminaries? No, they were men and women that received the life of Christ that just started saying yes. Yes to every opportunity. Yes to, 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 um, uh, to open doors. Um, Yes to new roles. Yes to tasks. Yes to change. Yes. Uh, and as they said, yes, God was saying yes. And, uh, and, and they're doing what they're doing today because they embraced a process for many, many years and learned to say yes. And God put them in a place. And that's what they're doing. Boy, I appreciate that. You know, I, years ago, I went to a Jack Hayford conference. And he said in their church that before someone became a pastor, they served as a janitor for two years. And I, was, I went into one of their toilets there, and there was a guy cleaning. And I was talking to him, and he was in training to be a pastor at that, the church on the way there. Wow. And so uh, he also wanted to see that they had a servant's heart. They were willing to say yes, even to the menial task. Thank you, Ben. We're going to push the pause button right here for today, but we are going to come back in our next episode of Leadership Stuff to finish this interview up with you. Now, I still have some really important questions for you, and I'm anxious to hear what you have to say. I appreciate you taking the time to share your heart with our leaders. This is such important information that you are giving to each and every one of us. I want to encourage our listeners to tune into the next episode of Leadership Stuff and catch part two of my interview with my oldest son, Pastor Ben Daly. Now, in case you missed it earlier, Ben is the senior pastor of Calvary Church. 
It is a multi-congregational church located in various cities throughout the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, plus their newest congregation they opened in North Carolina. It is a very culturally diverse church that is touching their communities with the good news of the gospel. Ben is also the author of two books, one entitled Collide, When Your Desires Meet God's Heart, and Limitless, The Life You Were Meant to Live. You may purchase these books on Amazon.com, or you can go directly to his website, which is bendaily.com, and you can order them there. Well, until next time, this is Bishop Tim Daly. I love you, and I look forward to talking to you again really soon.